I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how you sit still to that intro music. I want to give credit to Chris Hallen. That is his instrumental from, I think it's called Spice Adams Energy. And when I heard it, I loved it. So I reached out to him. And I thought it was a long shot because this guy has amazing music, has a large catalog of different albums, instrumentals, and awesome um, pop R&B Christian songs that just get your spirit in the right place to meditate, to get fixated, to give your attention to God. And I love his music. So I sent him a message. I said, hey, do you mind if I use your instrumental for the intro outro to my episodes on this podcast I'm starting and he said, sure enough, go ahead, bro. And I told him I'd definitely give him credit. So that's Chris Hallen. You can look him up on Spotify. That's H-O-W-L-A-N-D, Chris Hallen. And I uh, just want to say thank you, Chris. You're the man. And your music is awesome. I love you. So everybody go check him out. This is episode two of the Breadcrumb Study Podcast. My name is Zach Hitson, and I hope you enjoyed episode one. This is take number one of episode two. And um, what we're doing is studying the breadcrumb not breadcrumb study podcast. We're studying the resurrection of Jesus through the breadcrumb study podcast. Guys, I'm nervous. This is new ground for me. So you're going to have to listen to a geek fumble on his words. And hopefully I won't be too much of a burden to listen to the resurrection of Jesus. We spoke about in episode one sources and how a historian's confidence in a historical claim increases And how that happens is with multiple independent, unrelated sources, and even more so if those sources are early, timed close to the event those sources are talking about. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is the earliest account of the empty tomb of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. John chapter 1 says that he is the Word made flesh. And that word is God. So God in flesh. And he dies a death on the cross, atoning for the sins of the whole world. And as predicted many times throughout his earthly ministry, on the third day he will rise again. And on the third day, that tomb was found empty. And that is historically a fact. The tomb was found empty. And the earliest account of that historical fact is in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 or chapter 15, verses 3 through 5. See, I'm fumbling. Bear with me. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 through 5 says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. I mentioned last week in episode 1, that this account comes from an early church creed that dates back to, at the latest, five years after the cross, and most likely earlier, and I want to give a case for that in the future episodes. But in episode two, today's episode, I want to highlight an apparent formula that we see. A moment ago, I just made the claim that this is an early church creed. And what I mean by that is there were easy-to-remember sayings that encapsulated the Christian faith, the heart of the gospel, so that new converts, believers, could easily remember and spread the gospel of Jesus that had so transformed them, changed their life, and made them brand new, made them a new creature. Some early Christians were illiterate. 
So they needed something that they could reference, that they could draw from, that was easy to remember, and they could take with them wherever they went. And that was the purpose and benefit of some of these early church creeds. You'll, say, you'll find another one in Philippians chapter 2. But 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is a key early church creed, verses 3 through 5. And this formula that we see in it is repeated in a couple other accounts in the New Testament. That he was killed, buried, on the third day he rose again, and he appeared to people, groups, individuals, following his resurrection. Look at Acts chapter 13, verses 28 through 31. The scripture says, And though they found no ground for putting him to death, they asked Pilate that he be executed. And when they had carried out all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. You notice in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-5, he, he died for our sins, he was buried, he was raised on the third day, and then he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. Acts 13, it says he was executed, he was taken down from the cross and laid in a tomb. Verse 30, God raises him from the dead. And then verse 31, he appears to many. Death, burial, resurrection, appearances. Now, check out Mark chapter 15, verses 37, 46, and then Mark 16, 6 and 7. Scripture tells us, Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. There's his death. Joseph bought a linen cloth, took him down, wrapped him in the linen cloth, and laid him in a tomb which had been hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Burial. Mark 16 verses 6 and 7 says, He said to them, Do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen. Resurrection. He's not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. Now look at verse 7. Go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him, just as he told you. There is a recurring formula in Mark 15 and 16, Acts 13, 1 Corinthians 15, where he is killed, buried, he resurrects, and he appears to groups and individuals following his resurrection. And this is incredible. And this is a repeated formula to help early Christians spread the gospel in an easy-to-remember way. And I want you to take a look at that. Take a look at Mark. Take a look at Acts. Take a look at 1 Corinthians 15. And you'll see this rhythmic uh, formula, this rhythmic tone and nature to these accounts that is just so incredible. And in episode 3, I want to look at the origin of 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 through 5 because there's a really key note, a really key note in verses uh, 3 through 5. I'll see you tomorrow.